Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Dewan, I don't know how you said Dwayne Woods, praise God. Uh, as soon as I let go and let God, amen, that's some truth to that. And so we thank God for that tonight. Also, uh, we appreciate everyone that has gotten on, uh, that got on before 7.30 and those that got on at the end there, all right, before the 7.30 time period where we have to uh, be on time to uh, get started on our other digital platforms as well, uh, on, on YouTube for you that are watching on Facebook Live and on the YouTube channel. We thank God for you as well tonight. So we're going to uh, believe God and pray. We want you to pray that God will send his anointing uh, even as we're on the word of God, as we speak the word of God tonight, uh, and uh, that uh, the yokes will be destroyed uh, by, the, uh, by the spirit of the Lord. Uh, anything that the enemy has tried to put on somebody's life, uh, any kind of spirit that is not the spirit of God, whatever it may be, whether it's fear, anxiety, uh, nervousness, uh, or anything, that the, anything that comes from the enemy, we're believing that God will send forth his anointing and break and destroy that yoke. But tonight we are again still talking about uh, developing your spiritual senses. And this is actually volume number one, lesson number 17. So we've come a little ways, but we're going to continue along this line. God hadn't told me to do anything different, but we want to make sure that we are uh, speaking on, uh, again, the things or the works or the actions, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Holy Spirit. So one thing that, so we're still going to kind of follow along those lines, because first of all, what you and I have to understand is this, is that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. I know that many times we have things in our mentality that we are just, you know, flesh and blood. Uh, there was a song years ago. I don't even remember. I want to say it's Anita Baker, but I can't remember exactly. But the song was called Body and Soul. And so, you know, uh, so that shows you the depth of where people are in their understanding of humanity. So in other words, we deal with the body, we deal with the physical part, uh, even sometimes we deal with the mental part, we deal with the mind. There's all kinds of things happening today, people talking about mental health, mental wellness, and that's all well and good. But there is a part of man that God wants to communicate with that most people don't even have on their radar when it comes to what people are as human beings. So we are not just body and soul. We are not only flesh and blood. We are not only a mind, right? But we are spirit, soul, and body. So in other words, we were created a triune being, right? Spirit, soul, and body. And so you'll find that if you would, if you want to look it up, you don't believe me. You can look it up in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, where it says, I pray that God will sanctify you wholly or completely or totally. And I pray that your whole spirit, 
soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he deals with that. Also, over there in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 27 and verse 20, he says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, lighting all the inward parts of the belly. In other words, God is going to lead us from the inside out. First Peter talks about, even when he talks about a woman, again, adorning herself, he says, the hidden man of the heart, right? The inward man. So when it comes to God, God wants to deal with us from the inside out. Now I'm saying all of this because this is how we're going to begin to have victory and how yokes are going to begin to be destroyed over our lives. Because many times people are dealing with things and they're trying to overcome things, but they're trying to overcome things from the outside in. But folks, if you and I don't learn how to deal with the root of a thing, all we're going to do is cut the leaves off, but the root will still be there and it's going to just come back. But if I can learn how to deal with the inner man, right? Get strength in the inward man, the inward man of the heart. Now I can begin to have a foundation that is completely transformed where whatever was there that was not of the Lord can be taken away and the root of it can be taken away and now it cannot come back. So what we have to learn to do is deal from the inside out. And I'm telling you, folks, that's hard for many people and even for believers that's kind of difficult because we, we have been trained in natural things, right? In the physical, like I said, again, in the mental, even in the soulless realm, right? Uh, people have, people go to the gym to train their physical body, right? They, they get on exercise programs and, and Peloton and, you know, all of this stuff to train the physical body. Uh, you can go uh, to uh, uh, rigorous educational things. And I'm not saying these things are wrong or bad. I'm just saying there's all there's complete universities that are built upon the training of the mental capacity. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's a third part of man, your spirit, that people never take time to develop or to train. Now I'm saying something here that's gonna really hopefully bless you because that's the part of you and I that God wants to deal with. He wants to deal with what you really are. Out of the heart, out of the inner man flows the issues of life. And if you and I can get true freedom in our spirit, everything that the enemy has tried to put on our life will be dealt with and ultimately will be cut off why? Because out of us is beginning to flow righteousness. Out of our spirit is beginning to flow holiness. Out of our spirit is beginning to flow faith. Out of our spirit is beginning to flow love. So if we can get that inward man in the right place, in the right position, out of the heart flows all the issues of life. So everything is going to come from the inside out. 
the reason why many people never walk the victory that God purchased for them is because we're trying to get the victory in the physical realm, right? Uh, Y'all stay with me. We're trying to get the victory through reasoning and logic and human understanding. But just like Sister Rebecca was saying earlier, but folks, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Here's where people really struggle at. People are trying to get victory over things and they're wrestling with it from the outside in, but your real enemy, the source of your real enemy is not physical. It's a spiritual battle. And in order to win a spiritual battle, you're gonna need God's spiritual uh, uh, weapons and you're gonna need the strength of his spirit to make sure you can overcome every other spirit that's fighting against you. So now you know this, you can write this down if you're taking notes tonight, glory to God, we're gonna to get to our points if the Lord give us grace to do that. You know, uh, we, we, we talk about this all the time. It's 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse three through five. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now we, it's amazing, they are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So let's break that down. Yes, we live in this physical world. We live in this physical life. But he says, even though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So folks, if, if what I'm dealing with or what's being manifested in my life, there has to be an unseen spiritual root that's keeping it in place. So if I can deal with the spiritual root of whatever I'm dealing with and get victory over that, then the manifestation of it will begin to just dry up in my life. So you can say it another way because the Bible is very clear. He says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he or she, right? As, as I'm, as, as I think, then that's what I will become. That's dealing with the inward man. Okay, y'all with me still? So we're talking about developing our spiritual senses, folks, because understand, your enemy and my enemy is not people. It's not physical things. It's not a different race or whatever have you. That is not your enemy. The real enemy is a spiritual enemy and the only way to overcome him is you're going to need God's spirit, who is the greatest spirit in all creation, to help you overcome the enemy, right? So let's go here to 1 Peter chapter number 1, and I'm just going to read a little bit here uh, out of this because understand, we talked about the promise of the Father. I don't know, hopefully you, you was able to hear that and, and get it down in your spirit. Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So Jesus called the indwelling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father, right? He is the earnest or the guarantee or the down payment or the security deposit of our inheritance. That is the Holy Spirit, right? Now, Peter is going to tell us here that the Holy Spirit was sent down 
from heaven to proclaim, to help us hear of the proclamation of the gospel. So watch what he says here in 1 Peter uh, chapter number 1. And uh, glory to God, for the sake of time, let me just go, go to verse number 12. But you want to go and look at verses 9 through 12 when you get an opportunity. 1 Peter chapter number 1, verses 9 through 12, but I want to just go right to verse 12 tonight. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, he's talking about the prophets that was prophesying of the grace that was going to come to us. The grace on top of grace that we are living in right now. Unto whom it would reveal that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost, sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Now, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, same person, right? He is the one that brings heaven's government and heaven's authority into your life and my life, right? Into the life of the believer. That's why it is so critical to be spirit-filled and spirit-led, being led by the spirit of God. According to Romans chapter number eight, verse number 14, he said, as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, folks, you cannot be led by the Spirit of God and still try to be led by your human, under, human understanding, reasoning, and intellect. When it comes to God, intellect and reasoning is not going to take us very far because God's going to say things and tell us to, to live a way that is counter to the culture that's here today. Watch what I'm saying. I'm saying that the culture will tell you certain things are okay. But God has a law and a commandment and instructions in righteousness that we are supposed to live in regardless if the culture and society says it's okay. See, society says things are okay, but just because society says they're okay does not mean God is in agreement with them. But now it's going to take the Holy Spirit to help you realize that walking in the truth many a times is going to make you an enemy of the culture. Now, y'all got to hear me very clearly. I'm not saying you go out to be an enemy, but you and I live under kingdom culture, which the Holy Ghost brings, glory to God, and kingdom culture. The culture of God is going many times to be almost 180 degree, 180 degree uh, difference between the culture of the world. Folks, because the world will say stuff like, you know, you 21 plus, you grown, you can do what you want to do. You can't nobody tell you this, can't nobody tell you that. But God has a way that his children, his sons and daughters are supposed to live and that way is kingdom culture. Glory to God. Woo wee. Praise God. <laughs> okay. Amen. I got to get this out to you tonight. So God wants to break and destroy some yokes. Now, the culture of the flesh will say that, hey, do what, do what you like. You know, do what feels good. 
Do watch your here's a, here's another one. Here's here's a real subtle one. Do what makes you happy. What whatever moves you, do that. No, 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 no. See, see, that's the culture of the world. And that's the way the world thinks, right? And that seems reasonable. Hey, I, I just like these certain things, so I'm gonna do these certain things. But now when something is contrary to the command of God, whether it makes me feel good or not, if I'm gonna be identified as someone that is in his kingdom, then I'm gonna to have to listen to the Holy Spirit to let help show me what is acceptable in kingdom culture. So the Bible says it like this, praise God. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. We have come, when, when a man or woman is born again, you have come under the government of heaven. So I said this here, the Holy Ghost is what helps connect heaven and earth. So somebody was saying earlier in the testimony period, as before we got started here at 7.30, was talking about how things go on in this world, situations and circumstances. The, the, the thing about the believer is that you have a connection to heaven. So regardless, glory to God, regardless of what is going on in the earth, you are not without a recourse or resource. You are not without options that are not based upon the earth only, because they'll tell you, just as somebody was saying earlier, they'll tell you, hey, this is the only way to be saved. This is the only way you're gonna overcome this. This is the only way, there's no other way. But see, once you are born again, you are born into the kingdom. Now the Holy Ghost, he connects you to heaven's resources. And the more you and I surrender to him and submit to him and yield to him, the more our faith will be able to grab hold of heaven's resources and bring them, and, and well, let me say it like this, and, and have them to be manifested in the earth. All right, praise God. Are y'all still with me? We okay here? Okay, praise God. So the Holy Ghost is our lead. He, he is our leader. Watch this. He is our teacher. He is our comforter. He's our intercessor. Come on now. He's our standby. In fact, he is now here in the place of Jesus because Jesus said, I'm going to the Father, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you another comforter. In fact, the, this comforter is going to come in my place. Since I'm going back to sit at the right hand of the Father, I'm going to send the promise of the Father upon you. And this Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, he's going to take my place and he's going to be your guide, your comforter, your advocate, your strengthener, your helper, your intercessor, your standby. Ooh, man. And he has all of heaven's authority in his disposal and backing you up as a representation of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Glory to God, man. Praise God, man. you got to get this here. Glory to God. So it's more, the Holy Ghost does not just come to make you jump and shout and dance. 
right? This is what, how it's been the mentality for in the church line. Oh, somebody, somebody got the Holy Ghost, and they, boy, they feed us on fire, too. You know? And that's all well. Don't misunderstand me. Now, you, you rejoice, whatever. But that, he comes, he comes to be heaven's administrator in the life of a believer. He is, uh, he is uh, heaven's human resource uh, manager, if you want, if you will, if you can, if you could just follow with me, right? He has all of the uh, uh, understanding of the inner workings of the government of heaven. And if you need something to be manifested in your life, you have to work together with the Holy Ghost and understand what heaven wants to manifest in your life. Praise God. So, so folks, this is good news here. This is good news. Isn't that wonderful? This is good news. So you are not without help. You are not without connection to heaven. Now, something that we can do or need to do, and we're somewhat doing it now, you and I have to escape. We have to, you, I'm, I'm, I'm putting out myself right in there with you. We have to escape logic and reasoning because we want to try to operate with God, looking at God from the standpoint of humanity, right? But God is not a man. He's not a man. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent, right? God is not flesh and blood. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him how? In spirit and in truth. So I got to deal with that. I got to allow the spirit of the Lord that I have received by faith in him to begin to lead me and guide me, right? And in order to be led by the spirit of God, I have to be willing to lay down my logic and my reasoning. What makes sense many times is going to really, uh, okay. What makes sense for many times when it comes to God, what makes sense? What just, okay, I, that makes sense. God don't make sense many times. When God is doing something, when God is on the move, it don't make sense. It, it don't make any kind of natural. Again, let me give you a quick example. He, he spit on the ground. I'm talking about Jesus now, representing the Father, the Father in the flesh, right? He, sits, he spits on the ground, makes mud, put it on the man's eyes, and tells the man, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. He goes and washes. He gets, he gets a miracle. He can see. The religious folks ask him over and over again, how did he open your eyes? And the man said, listen, he, he spit on the ground. He put mud on my eyes. And I obeyed what he said, and I can see. They kept asking him over and over. Why? Because that miracle, a miracle never makes natural sense. The moving of God doesn't make natural sense. But it will always bring the results of God, and yokes will be broken and destroyed off of your life. Glory to God. And what you were bound by before, glory to God, you will be bound by them no more. Right? Uh, glory to God. And, and I'm talking about all kinds of stuff. These some, some things God dealt with me about. Fear, right? Insecurity, anxiety, all of these kind of things. 
When you allow the Holy Ghost to lead you and guide you, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Then he's going to break and destroy the yokes. And some of those yokes, folks, have been there our entire, entire lives. We have had thought patterns and processes of our way of thinking concerning ourselves, concerning our purpose, concerning who we are. We have some of that stuff we have had our entire life. But when the spirit of God takes over control, he breaks and destroys every yoke. Because many times, I want to say this, because many times people think about a yoke, they think that somebody got some kind of demonic thing or something, you know, they say, oh, I got to get delivered. But God has been showing me that there are so many yokes that are on people that the enemy is trying to keep them contained. He's trying to keep them in what makes sense naturally. He's trying to keep them in a place where their natural human reasoning can fit, make them feel comfortable enough to say, okay, I can kind of get this. But if we're going to move with God and we're going to begin to see the manifestation of the miracles of God, then we have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. We have to allow the Spirit of God to, to, to be the one that helps interpret our minds of what we are seeing and what we are hearing, right? Let me say that. Let me, let me give, hopefully give you understand what I'm saying. Yes, I, uh, I think Sister Martha was saying it earlier. Yes, the news is saying this. Yes, the people, this one is saying that. And these ones are saying all this, people, everybody got something to say. But wait a minute, what is the Holy Spirit saying? Before I just move by what the government or whoever else tells me, let me consult with heaven. Are y'all can y'all can y'all okay with that? Can y'all agree with that? But, amen. If not, just just pray about it. Let me consult with heaven because again, when I consult with heaven, guess what's going to happen? You're going to begin to see angels ascending and descending upon the children of God. Why? Because they are in agreement. Heaven and earth is now in agreement. Now, all I'm saying, folks, really, all I'm saying is what the Bible already said. Y'all know this because when I say it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's true. What did Jesus tell his disciples to pray? He said, pray what? Our Father, come on, which art in heaven. Now, don't act like you don't know it now because I know you know it. Which art in heaven, come on, hallowed be your name. Then what else we're supposed to pray? Your kingdom come, come on. Your will be done where? In earth, as it is in heaven. So, the, it, so God's will is not going to be done in earth as it is in heaven unless there's some kind of agreement and, and there's a connection, an agreement and a connection, come on, between heaven and earth. There have to be agreement and there have to be a connection. If there's no agreement, there'll be no connection. But if there's an agreement and connection, then his will will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And as I looked in the Bible, anytime it talks about heaven, anytime it talks about where God's glory, his throne is, I've never seen any sickness. I've never seen any disease. I've never seen any poverty. I've never seen any hatred. I've never seen any lack. I've never seen anything of the enemy where God is, where God's glory is dwelling. So folks, good news is God wants us to pray and get connected. So as it is in heaven, it will be in earth. The possibilities of what God 
Hasho, glory to God, of what God has done for us. Now, oh Lord, this is good stuff. Folks, that's what he wants to do. He told, now he, follow along with me here. We're going to try to get to the next one. He said, pray. Pray that the kingdom come and that though his will would be done in earth as it is in heaven. So whatever God is doing in heaven, in the eternal, he wants to be manifested in the, in the temporal, in the earth. So you don't have to twist God. God wants to heal. Come on now. God wants to deliver. Come on. God wants to break and destroy every yoke of the enemy. He wants you to live in the absolute freedom and maximize your purpose and potential. But there has to be a connection and there has to be an agreement. You and I cannot agree and connect with God if we're constantly living by the flesh, which is basically human reason and, and human, lo human logic. Only accepting as truth what we can grasp and understand logically. Folks, this is where a lot of the body of Christ is, right? Because we only accept truth what we can understand logically, right? What we can what we can comprehend. Something as simple as forgiveness. The, the natural man, the human person can't forgive. But the spirit of God leading you and guiding you will give you the ability to forgive people that have hurt you and despitefully persecuted and used you. People on the outside of your family, people on the inside of your family, and yea, even your spouse. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. So now we ain't going to be able to do that. You can't, you and I can't do that in our natural strength, right? It's going to take the Holy Ghost, right? Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Go with me to Zechariah chapter number four, verse six. Real familiar passage of scripture for many people. Zechariah four and six. He says again, we're going to see what he talks about here. Talks about again that is not by might nor by power, but let me read it literally. Zechariah four and six says, then he answered and spake unto me, saying this, is the word of the Lord unto the Jezebel, saying, not by might. Now, we, we've quoted this scripture. I mean, folks have quoted this thing a thousand times. You've heard 20 different, 2,000 different sermons on this verse. You know, come on now, because I, I know I have as well. But let's check it out. This is the word of the Lord unto Jezebel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by human strength, not by reasoning and intellect. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, physical, natural, uh, sensual, or or temporary. The weapons, and that's what carnal means. We're gonna deal with that a little bit. But not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Right. The horses of Egypt are flesh and not spirit. You're depending upon man and depending upon wisdom of man. Folks, that's not going to get it. Because our real enemy, the root cause of what we're dealing with is spiritual. And, you know, we say these things, but then some kind of way we lose the, uh, the cognitive understanding. I mean, we say that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but then mostly that's what we focus on is flesh and blood. 
We focusing on people. We focusing on uh, you know those are those that are our enemies that are coming against us. But the physical, you know, we focus on what this person said to us and or said about us or treated us. All of that. But if we truly believe that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, then we got to learn how to deal with the spirit. So he says, you're not going to deal with the spirit or any spirit that you're dealing with, anything you're dealing with, because listen, when let me say this, guys. Are y'all still with me? We okay here? When, when something is manifested in, in, in your body or in the earth or whatever, that is the that that's just the manifestation, folks. If, if something's going on in physical, whatever happens, folks, that stuff has already been happening in the unseen. Come now, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about developing your spiritual senses. So if you're dealing with stuff that is natural, things that are happening, going on, whatever it is, folks, there's a root cause that's already been moving in the spiritual, it, and it's not really that hard. What am I saying? Understand what I'm saying tonight. Just like a tree outside of your house. You see the tree now, right? But that tree was planted many years ago. The roots were under the ground. You didn't, you, you probably never saw the roots growing. You probably never saw that when it was that tree was planted. All you see now is the tree that's above the ground and the branches and all of that. But that tree could never be there unless there was a root already planted in the unseen that causes the tree to be able to be there. And that's with everything else, folks. It's the same way. So if you're dealing with a, a poverty, you're dealing with a sickness, you're dealing with whatever it is, an, an emotional situation, whatever you're dealing with, if I can get to the root, if you can get to the root cause of it in the spirit, you can cut that thing out from the root and it will, it will, it will wither up and it'll leave your life. Glory to God. Uh, so not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. Are we still okay here? Now, let me say this. How many remember in the book of Mark when Jesus cursed the fig tree, right? He said to the fig tree, and this, this is, a, this is a, that's a message in itself. Jesus spoke to the tree because he came to the tree. The tree had leaves on it. It looked like it was doing something. <laughs> But all it had, it didn't have any fruit on it, but it had a bunch of leaves, but it had no fruit. So Jesus came to the tree, he was going to get some figs off of it, and he said, listen, if you read it in the book of Mark, he spoke to the tree. He said, no man will eat fruit from you hereafter forever. Glory to God. They went down, as Mark, all of this is Mark 11. They went down to Jerusalem, did some work, came back in 24 hours, and the tree was dried up from the roots. Peter said, Master, the tree that you cursed or that you spoke to, right, has dried up from the roots. And that's when he started talking about how faith works. All I'm saying is, folks, you and I have to be led by the Spirit of God and, and get to a place of development, first of all, personally, where we're dealing with stuff from the inside out, not from the outside in, right? Dealing, confronting whatever it is that's 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 got us uh, yoked to whatever it is. Now, now listen. Let me say this because I I can hear the Holy Ghost. Let me say this. That doesn't make you a failure. That doesn't make you a bad person. 
that doesn't make you less than anything. Because folks, every last one of us have had yokes on our, uh, our lives that we have just accepted because that's just the way we were raised. That's the way we grew up or that's all my experiences. And so we just kind of live with it. We kind of live with that yoke on us. But I'm telling you what God's been showing me through prayer and fasting and everything. Glory to God. He says, God wants to destroy the yoke by the anointing. In other words, anything that is yoking you, anything that is keeping you bound, keeping you restricted, keeping you uh, not able to flourish and to prosper and to excel and to exceed, whatever it is, he wants to destroy that yoke. And the only way he's going to destroy that yoke is going to be destroyed through the anointing, which is the spirit of God coming upon you, right? And leading and guiding you, the spirit of God having more influence from the inside out of you to every area of life. And as he continues to expand within the influence of your life, glory to God, as he continues to expand, whatever was restricting you is going to have to break. Glory to God. Why? Because the spirit of God is expanding in your life. Ooh, my Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. I, I pray somebody can hear the Holy Ghost tonight. So he says this. He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit said the Lord of hosts, right? That's, it's going to be done by the Spirit of God, not by your power, not by your ability, not by none of us, but by the Spirit of God. So Romans chapter number chapter 8, verse number 9, he said, they, for now they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, how be it if the Spirit of Christ dwell in you? But if the Spirit, if the Spirit dwelleth not in you, then you don't belong to him, all right? Let me go over there real quickly. I want to read that. Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 9, 9 through 11, real quickly, I think it is. Romans chapter number 8, praise God. Amen. I pray that you're, you're, you have spiritual ears on tonight. Uh, Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 9, 9 through 11. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Come on. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Watch it now. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead. That physical, natural, carnal man is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, somebody give God some praise, dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or give life to your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Glory to God, man. Amen. So it's not by human strength, right? It's not by human ability. It's by the gift of the Spirit of God. Again, we're not going to turn there tonight, but Acts 1 and 8 said, Jesus, he said, but you shall receive what? Power, ability, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you will be able to be a true witness. Folks, we, you and I, 
the believer has received something from God that does cause us to stand out. And that's when we have, listen, the Holy Ghost is going to lead you and guide you. Glory to God. And he's going to be, he's going to surround you. His presence is going to be with you. So many times people will get convicted. It ain't, it ain't you. It's, it's the presence that you carry. And the more you are aware of the presence of the Holy Ghost, the greater the agreement will be between heaven and earth. And the more the anointing will manifest, it's going to just manifest in your life. Glory to God. Favor is coming upon you. Blessing is coming upon you. Why? Because there's an agreement. Glory to God between heaven and earth. Amen. So listen, we got let me get one more here. Lord, have mercy. This time is moving fast tonight. Um, go with me to 1 Corinthians. Here, let me give you some good news. Let me give you some more good news. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And then we'll we'll, we'll get the we'll get the rest of this at another day. We'll, we'll come back to this teaching again uh next week if the Lord uh give us the grace to do that. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 45. So what do you have to ask yourself? Do you believe? Right? Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Right? Now, since you believe, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost since you believe? We talked about this last couple of weeks. Why? For it is prom it is the it is the gift of God, for the promises unto you and to your children. And as many as are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. So for those that will say that the Holy Ghost is not for today, then I guess God is not calling people anymore. But if they are believing that God is calling people, that God's calling them home, calling them to be saved, calling them to do his will. Well, if he's calling you, then that gift and promise is still for you. See, that, that's, that whole religious thing, the enemy trying to be subtle. No, is God still calling people to be saved? Is he still calling people to come to him? Then as many as the Lord our God shall call. Far off, right? That gift and promise, the promise of the Father is still for them that God is calling. Hallelujah. So now, so watch this. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 45. And, 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 and we're just going to stop here. I mean, move here. And then we're going to stop tonight. Glory to God. He says, as... And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. Come on. The last Adam was made a quickening or life-giving spirit. I looked it up several times. Quickening means life-giving. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, come on, but that which is natural. I said earlier, we've all been trained in natural things, right? We've been raised up, trained up how to do this. All of us, every last one of us, to think naturally. We've been, we've been trained that way. But now, once you are born again, that which is first is natural, and afterward, that which is spiritual. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again, right? Nicodemus said, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? He said, no, 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 no. That which is born of the flesh, that which is born of the natural is natural. <laughs> but that which is born of the spiritual is spirit. Come on. 
So he says, you have to get a new birth. So now he says that which is first is not spiritual, but natural, then spiritual. Now watch this, verse 47. Uh, the first man is of the earth, earthy. Come on. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Now, here's the good news for every born again child of God. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. And we'll say some more about this a little bit later on. But I want to bring out the point that you and I, as born-again children of God, have every right and privilege to bear the heavenly image, right? Yes, we came in the flesh, right? We were born natural, glory to God. But when you are born again, you can leave the natural and you can begin to be led by the spiritual. In other words, you can you don't have to be subject to the natural only. But now you can bear the image of the heavenly. Oh Lord. But in order to bear the image of the heavenly, the natural man has to become second. And the spiritual man has to become first. Woo man. Now, I said a lot of stuff here. <laughs> you, you Listen, you, that's why I, I'm telling you, I would encourage you to get, to get on that podcast. You can play it over again because I said a lot of stuff here. But, folks, the Holy Ghost will take us from, from being naturally minded to being spiritually minded. That's his job, to teach us about heavenly things. That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus again. He said, if I've told you earthly things and you don't believe me, how will you believe me if I tell you about heavenly things, right? If you, if you don't understand the natural things that I'm telling you, then there's no reason for me to try to explain to you heavenly things or spiritual things. But that's what Jesus came to do. And we'll, we'll, we'll finish with this. What he came to do was to show us what heaven's government is like and the authority that heaven's government can have in the life of a believer while they're still here in the earth. Whew, glory to God. That's why, first of all, Satan hated him. The religious establishment hated him. Why? Because he was bringing in a whole new government. He was bringing in a whole new kingdom. They, they couldn't comprehend him. They could not understand him. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness couldn't even understand it or comprehend it. So, folks, you can live as ambassadors in the earth. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for the truth of God's word. 
Because, see, we've been trying to get people to like us. But God's brought me to a place, folks, I'm telling you. And I thank God for the, for the love of God. I thank God for people that do love you and all of that stuff. But, folks, this is what Jesus came to teach us. He came to show us what the kingdom was like. And he says, now I'm giving you the administrator of the kingdom. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to, he's going to come and live in you. And he's going to lead and direct you and guide you to help you establish kingdom culture everywhere you go. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, give him some praise tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. And part of kingdom culture is the mortifying, putting to death of our natural fleshly ways of thinking, of, of operating, of, uh, of seeing things, right? Folks, God wants you to be able to be in agreement with him. And you and I cannot be in agreement with him unless we are led by his spirit. As long as we are led by his spirit, we can be in agreement with him. We are, if we are not led by his spirit, we will not be in agreement with him. And last one, and this is not in my notes here, but last one I want to share with you. Matthew, the 16th chapter. You don't have to turn. I'm just going to share this and I'm going to, we're going to close out. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that the son of man, I am the son of man? Am? And then his followers, his disciples start saying, well, some say Elijah, Elijah, one of the prophets. Some say John the Baptist. But then Jesus said, listen, who do you? You, you since you've been following me, Jesus said to his disciples, since you guys have been following me, well, who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now watch this. Jesus says to Peter, hey, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But my father, which is in heaven, behold, I say you are Peter, and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You go on to keep reading. From that time forward, Jesus began to tell them how he had to go to the cross, how he had to suffer, how he had to be mistreated by the, the Sanhedrin. All. And then right after that, Peter gets in his flesh and tries to stop the purpose of God for Jesus coming. Now, he just got a revelation by the Spirit. But now his natural sensibilities took over. I don't want Jesus to be crucified. I don't want my natural sensibilities. Lord, I don't want this stuff to happen to you, to you for you to be rejected and beat up and, and crucified. And, he, and right away, he tries to tell Jesus, no, this, I'm not going to let this happen to you. And watch what Jesus does. He turns right around and says to Peter, looks at Peter and says, Satan, get behind me. What am I saying? Folks, the, if we're going to flow with God, we have to make sure that our natural human reasoning is always subject to the will and purpose of God's spirit. I'm not saying you don't have feelings. Hear me, hear me quickly. Hear me correctly. I'm not saying you don't have feelings. I'm not saying you don't have emotions. I'm not saying things don't bother you or whatever the case may be, or things may, you know, come get against you or whatever. But what I am saying 
is that you and I, through the help of the Holy Spirit, must make sure our feelings are secondary and subject to the Holy Ghost. Never allowing my human reasoning to overshadow or overtake the truth of God's word. All right, praise God. Let's give him some praise tonight. I pray that you uh, receive the word of God. I would encourage you by the spirit of the Lord to go back, amen, get the uh, podcast, whatever you have, glory to God, and, and listen to it over again. Because I know I said some things tonight through the Holy Ghost that's going to bring a challenge, going to bring a change, folks. It's not by might. Listen, flesh and blood can't inherit this, this blessing. Flesh and blood, humanity, natural way of doing things, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But it's not just getting over into heaven, right? Here, understand this. It's, it's not to say, well, you're talking about flesh and blood can't inherit. So I got to die to go to the kingdom of God. No, no, no. Jesus said, pray that thy kingdom come, come on, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we're not trying to get all of this stuff just when we get over there. The idea is to get the kingdom to have authority in all places of this dominion, in heaven and in earth. Glory to God, to the ends of the earth. And that's what the mission is all about. Glory to God. Folks, that's what we're doing on a daily basis, praying and fasting, seeking the face of God, saying, "King, thy kingdom come. Right. Let the glory of the Lord be revealed. Let the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Folks, that's where it is. That's what it's all about. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is that we have to escape the carnal man, the natural man. Right. And begin to become spiritual men and women, developing our spiritual sense. Something else just came in my spirit, but I can't I don't want to prolong the time tonight. But he says very plainly, he says the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Amen. So listen, we love you, Lord of God. Amen. Uh, uh, praise God. And we're going to uh, go ahead and give it a close tonight. We thank Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day, and we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.